This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundel. This episode features Carlos Couturier, founder of Grupo Habita Hotels. Leading the way in hotels, in my opinion, and many other people's, is Grupo Beta. So, Carlos Pretorio, thank you so much for joining us today on A Hotel Life Live. Thank you, Ben, for the invitation. Happy to see you, bro. Very, very happy to see you. It's been a while. So, tell us about your, your situation. What are the restrictions like in Mexico? Yeah, already we're quarantined. I'm lucky to be uh, in my citrus farm in Veracruz, which is uh, I'm a privilege. I'm able to still enjoy the life, a life outdoors, and plant trees, have a jog on the beach in the morning. So, you know, I'm a lucky guy. So, Carlos, moving on, tell us about what's happening professionally with the hotels, with the planned development. Do you have hotels that are open, closed? What's happening with the staff? The, the hotels are closed, and the staff, I mean, they're not, we haven't laid off anyone, even though they're not working. Uh, we did a, a special program, so people with their highest salaries would reduce them to 50%. And those people that earn the lowest salaries, they keep the same salary. Uh, we did that for three months and see what happens after that. That's amazing. I've not heard, I've not heard of that. That's absolutely brilliant. So, so that's for three months and then we'll see how, it, see how it plays out. And then and then hopefully the hotels will be open and you can continue with the, the development that we'll, we'll get onto it in a second. You and your business partner, you come from finance and, and farming. So why the, why the hotel industry? We both love architecture. We wanted to uh, develop something that was uh, unique for Mexico City at the time. This was in late 90s. And we got together to build the first sort of design hotel at the time. Mexico City was a quite chaotic and not really a city that people wanted to visit. It was difficult to make them come to Mexico City. So we thought a hotel, a nice hotel, could do that. And that's why we did a minimalist hotel that was kind of a oasis in the city. I think in a way we, we contributed to make Mexico City sort of a destination. Also, you were way ahead of the curve in what we call the Mayan Riviera with El Deseo and, and Basico. That was a while ago. That was a while ago, but it was, it was pioneering. It was incredible. It was almost as if you'd come from the future to give us uh, Basico and El Deseo back then. So what gave you that inspiration? Again, same thing. I mean, uh, the Riviera Maya was completely unknown. There was only Cancun. And we thought there was this potential to do something for not only for us as business uh, guys or hoteliers to develop a property that was different, but also to put a town on the map. At the time, Playa del Carmen was just a fisherman's town with a great vibe and quite unique. And uh, we opened the second or third hotel in, in town, and it just, uh, the whole thing exploded after that. And it was the beginning of something, and that's what we like to do. We like to create not only a hotel, but an experience that goes beyond the hotel. It was at that point that you also created a lot of fans for what was to come in the future, because since I posted that I was going to be speaking to you, I got a couple of messages saying, 
oh my God, I had the best time at El Deseo. I can't believe ba Basico existed at the time it did. So it really put you on, on the map. Was that something you knew was going to happen or did that kind of take you by surprise? It took us by surprise. It always takes us by surprise. You know, every hotel, these are hotels to us are like, you know, it's like a big family and it's you, you newborn and the new hotel always takes you by surprise, just like a child, you know, and then, you know, it just kind of like takes uh, life on its own. And it's always a great ride. It's a great experience. I mean, it's, this is what I think it's exciting about the hotel industry, just being able to uh, create something and then it just take a, a life of, of its own, its own identity and personality. Well, I think Grupo Beta has come a really, really long way since. What are the greatest lessons you've learned from the days of Habitat and Basico and El Deseo? And what are some of the, some of the highlights? It's, it's important to build hotels that are honest, that feel authentic. You don't want to be part of a trend. You want to create your own, uh, your own personality in a hotel and also as a hotel group. And I think that's what we have achieved. Uh, you know, whatever, wherever we go, we try to sort of be adventurous, go to a neighborhood that is not obvious and contribute to, to make the community more interesting, the local community as well. So it's not only, again, it's not only a hotel, it's, it's part of a greater movement, which is in a way almost philosophical. There's plenty of examples that, of the things we've done. We, we like to take risks. And uh, I think that shows uh, also in the sort of people that follow our projects. They sort of feel that honesty. And I think it's, uh, it's what makes uh, the group very, quite interesting. Do you have a favorite focus? Is it the development, the design, the food and beverage, the, the community building, or is it all of it? I think we started because at the time it was probably the obvious thing to do. It was more about the architecture, design, the lifestyle, the rooftop. We were kind of like, we started really specializing in developing amazing rooftops. But then when everyone starts doing that, you sort of like move on and try to be more, uh, I think our, our approach now is more of a, it's sort of a human approach as we develop a hotel. It's more about also the comfort, the fact that you want to have a good night's sleep you want to have a great shower, you know, the basic things of a hotel. But at the same time, I think what it has become pretty interesting in hotels is that most of them are social hubs, at least the ones we build. Mm -hmm. We want people to meet in our lobbies or restaurants or bars, and we want for them to feel part of a larger group. There is sort of like a social experiment as we are designing the hotel now. It's not only just because it's nice architecture, which is still love, of course, and it's why we're not, but to be able to cater to the human aspect of a, of, a, of a space or of an experience. The human aspect of the space, and I think Grupo Beta does that very, very well. And, you know, the business is all encompassing. And it's what I think a lot of people watching get very excited about because it's never really one thing. But when you realize that you can build a community based on all these things that you care about, that you're passionate about. There's no greater feeling in the, in the, in the hotel or hospitality industry than when you've got a community rooting for you and excited about your next project. A hotel has to be built with your heart. People think you build hotels with your wallet or your bank account. And of course you do, but that's another sort of uh, hotel experience. Our hotel experience is something that comes out, out of passion. And this is how, you know, when we started, uh, Moises and myself and his brothers, it was all about that passion, you know, to build something that was unique and in a way sort of ageless. 
And this is the formula we've kept all along. Very few people have more passion in the hotel industry. You are known for having that passion. Why don't you tell us about some of the exciting projects that Grupo Vita has in the, in the pipeline? We were one week away from opening our fifth hotel in Mexico City called uh, Circulo Mexicano, a great property in Centro Historico, which is a neighborhood that we sort of been embracing for, for a while. We have a hotel called Downtown there. And this was our fifth hotel in Mexico City, right behind the cathedral on the main square. We have a Contramar restaurant on the ground floor with a pop-up restaurant on the rooftop with the owner group from Paris. So, I mean, we were ready to do something quite unique. It's pretty frustrating probably for uh, hoteliers the way things are, but uh, we don't have to see this as, as, as a failure. I mean, it's, there's, it's, these are just consequences. Success and failure are quite relative, I think, and uh, we have to make the best of this experience. We have to be optimistic, and probably within a year, or, you know, we're going to look back into this experience as almost like a cleanup of things. Those that uh, stay are the ones that really have the passion. One thing as hoteliers or anybody in, in hospitality, the one thing we don't have is time. So uh, to be gifted with a little extra time to be able to, to do things is, is rare. So we could use that to our advantage. I mean, we are focusing on, again, on destinations that are not uh, the obvious ones. Like Merida, we're developing a hotel, Hotel Sevilla in Merida, La Paz in Baja, an amazing hotel right on the right on the water, in a place that I mean it's just exceptional, but it's not that well known abroad. So we 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 hope we contribute to make it again uh, an amazing destination. So tell us a little bit about the project in San Agustinio. Well, it's a it's a it's an intimate hotel. It's right on Punta Elefante, so it's at the very end of the beach. We want to sort of like recreate the experience that you have in summertime in the Greek islands and just build something that uh, feels a bit like that, but in Mexico, where, I mean, uh, it's a place for, uh, for the sunset. It's a, a great bar, some uh, grilled fish on, uh, on, the, on the ground floor uh, at the lobby, just sort of that you know, laid-back experience. But in a simple way, I mean, we, we, we like simplicity. We're not, uh, even though we're known as a, as a hotel group that probably too many parties happen, in a way where we think of ourselves as more of uh, relaxed hotels that have a vibe for uh, just simplicity. It's really, really exciting to hear that you've got so much going on, obviously building a larger community and continuing to be the pioneer in the, in the industry in Mexico and beyond. We're obviously living in, in unprecedented times and everything is on hold right now. But what do you think the industry needs to change to be successful post-corona? I mean, we have to go back to where a hotel is less about just financials and budgets. And it's more about thinking of what the guest needs. Mm -hmm. It has become where it's all about numbers and it's all about making it happen just financially. And I think uh, it's important that uh, we go back to the old days where the hotel was the developer, almost in a way, you know, where we started, no, nobody wanted to build a, a small hotel. At the time they were called boutique hotels. I hate the term, but they were called boutique hotels. The hotelier was sort of like the, uh, the equity, the developer, the manager was the PR. We, we were doing everything, you know? And uh, I think it's great when you enter a hotel that feels it's family run or it's a, the owner is there and I think we should go back a bit to that experience. Airbnb sort of does that. 
to the industry. Anyone with a, a couple of extra rooms at home feels that they can become a hotelier. Right, whereas now we have to make it about service, about impact, about the guest, about the food and beverage offering, about how we treat that guest from the time they walk through the door to the time we say goodbye or even drop them off at the air, airport. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. How we also become a different sort of animal compared to what Airbnb or other companies like them can offer. I mean, we have to be much more adventurous and creative in order to deliver something where it's something that you just find if they come to us. Eventually, that's why there will become more and more social because of that. You know, you don't want to be just stuck in a room with uh, and going out to the living room and just spending time with strangers that only want you to check out. It should be the opposite. You want to be afraid that you're going to be checking out the next day or fearful. You, know, just, you want to stay on and on and on. This is what we need to deliver for the future. You, Carlos, are well known for being creative and adventurous, which is what you were talking about. With that said, have you discovered any new talents while you've been, been in quarantine? I've discovered my skills as a family, as a family person, staying at home, enjoying, enjoying my kids, you know, reading a book. Uh, I think that has been the, probably the most positive experience, enjoying that aspect of life that when you are, you know, from one plane to the next and, you know, from one meeting to the next, I'm realizing that, you know, so many times, you know, we sort of like, we're just moving. Now it feels like we were moving without a reason, you know. Like exactly. What, I, I what, what, what we're doing now is just like, I'm feeling so much more productive just being on Zoom and having these meetings that are so precise with all the team, I mean, it's something that I'm just, I was traveling 300 miles or driving or flying just to have the same meetings that I, I'm having now over Zoom and I'm not polluting and I'm, you know, I'm not stressful. I'm, I'm just realizing how uh, important that is. And I'm going to give you another example. There is a specific Spanish sparkling water that I love that I've been drinking in Mexico for the last probably 10 years because, you know, they imported it and I find it in in the local supermarket, and uh, they ran out of it like last week, of course, because it comes from Spain, whatever, you know, and all the logistics. And I realized like how full I was just drinking that water for so long when I have incredible Mexican waters, sparkling mm -hmm. waters like Topo Chico, you know, but these mm -hmm. are the things that probably are gonna change for the future, you know, you're realizing that we were doing things just because either they were trendy or either because other people were doing that. And now that you're isolated, we are sort of realizing what we really like, not what other people want us to like, but we want to like. And uh, it's, it's been a great experience. And I discovered, I'm, you know, I took some uh, screenwriting lessons when I lived in New York, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to write a screenplay. Well, that's what we were looking for, the hidden talents. But I think you're absolutely right. The future of luxury travel has to take into consideration and has to have a focus on sustainability, on impact, on purpose. Because you're absolutely right, there's no reason why we should be serving water from, from Spain, you know, that's halfway across the world. We should be very conscious about what meetings we're flying to and actually, you know, having some consideration for our carbon footprint. Because as hoteliers, there's a lot of things we don't have to do face to face. We are gifted with the technology, as you said, to have Zoom meetings or even conversations like this. So people wouldn't even have to travel to various conferences, I guess. But you're absolutely right. This gives us an opportunity to, to reassess our impact as business leaders, as hoteliers. And I think that's, that's very, very important.
Obviously, a lot of people know you and look up to you in the hotel industry. Any advice, Carlos, for people looking to get into the hotel industry? Well, I mean, they, they're going to have to be very careful from now on. There's going to be lots of supply around. There's going to be, I think, plenty of changes, uh, positive ones. I would say my advice is like, uh, only do it if you have the passion. Don't do it because it feels like it could be a good business. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Do it for the right reasons. It's because you know you have something that's special and that you can sell it correctly to a general public and that they can get it because you are delivering something that feels unique. It all comes from within. You sort of know if you have it or not. And uh, you, can go, you can go to the best hotel school in the world and still, you know, just graduate and feel like you're, you're not really a hotelier. I mean, it happens did, all the time. Did, did you go to hotel school? I did not. I studied economics, you know, and uh, I just, but I felt that I, I had a certain talent for it. And the mix of, you know, the social aspect of being a hotelier together with, you know, the skills to build something that felt was uh, uh, different and uh, relevant. And, you know, just uh, things that when I put them together with my partners and each of them does a different aspect of what our company is, you know, and uh, we, we're just a great team because of that. It's definitely not an easy business and very wise words to get into the business unless you've got a real passion for it, maybe then it's not for you. But you, you've got to be passionate about architecture and design, uh, food and beverage, building community, creating desire for, for business and pleasure. I think it's a, I think it's a, a wonderful industry. And besides, uh, you know, I certainly don't know how to do anything else. It's one of those industries that if you've got the passion for it, it will, it will be good to you, I think. The people that were there early, you know, people that, I mean, I respect a lot. People like uh, Sean McPherson or Jean-Louis Coste or uh, Rogero Fasano, you know, those, uh, those, those guys that, I mean, are, we're still all, at least Lambert, you know, those amazing talents in this industry. Each of them developed sort of living their own dreams and, and making it happen without arrogance. I mean, I respect a lot of that. And there's new guys like the guys from Experimental, like mm -hmm. Romain and, and Olivier, who, who have the new, you know, have the, the energy and the will to keep, you know, developing things that feel um, interesting. Roberto Shaw, I mean, I, I, I saw your Instagram Live with Mary Louise, which was really, really interesting. I love those sort of, you know, uh, hotel groups where I can tell who's behind and why they are doing it and why they, they, they just survive in their own way because of that honesty. I think that's, to me, that's, that's the word I would use today. I agree. Without authenticity, people see straight through it these days without the authenticity. Well, Carlos, uh, thank you very, very much for joining today. Is there anything else you, you'd, you'd like to add? I think what's going to happen afterwards, I mean, we're going to probably travel more locally. Mexico being part of North America should be probably one of those destinations that takes advantage of the fact that, you know, you're, you don't have to be a long time on a plane. Americans and Canadians will just go out and want excitement. We're going to be here waiting for all of them and for people like you, you know, in New York or just to come and we will make the best we can to give you that exotic and exciting uh, adventure. Brilliant. I have no doubt and I, I cannot wait. Well, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the day. Enjoy the time with your family. Everybody thank stay you, healthy and positive and calm. Take care. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, 
an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundall. This episode features Carlos Couturier, founder of Grupo Habita Hotels. Mm-hmm.